Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Les Hangout, the podcast that's only been around for over a hundred episodes. Literally insane. It's it's crazy. So it's crazy. many episodes. From the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us for all of our hundred episodes, thank you as I'm always. Dancing, even though you can't see me. <laughs> thank you for listening and hearing Lee dance every week. And if you're a new <laughs> listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. This week in the last this week in the listum is somewhere that we can touch base every episode about things going on with the podcast, with our lives, or just in the greater Les universe. And this week, we have to start out with a very important greater Les universe announcement, which is recently Rebecca Black came out. So we just wanted to take a quick moment to celebrate her coming out anthem of I'm gay, I'm gay, gotta come out cause I'm gay. <laughs> So, you're welcome, everyone, for this historic moment for all of us. I'll also say that uh, Lee and I worked on that song for a very long time before we oh, uh, yeah, yeah. before we put this together. So very rehearsed. You're welcome for that. <laughs> <laughs> We'd also like to talk about some of our upcoming events. We're trying to do events every week from now on. So At least most weeks, we're trying our best. We're doing our best. So, April 23rd, we are hosting our first Winona Earp Trivia Night. 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So there's two time slots. So if you can't make the early time slot, come to the later time slot. We hope to see you all there. We have so many ERPers already signing up. And we even had one of our ERPers ERP it forward and give out three free tickets to trivia. We love all our ERPers and we are so excited to see you there. The next week on April 30th, we are going to be doing what we're calling a Les Hangout Squared, Squared. or a Les Hangout Hangout. So this is going to be for our patrons. So a reminder, anyone who wants to join our Patreon, you can join at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We want to take some extra time to just, you know, find some community, spend some time, chill a little bit together. You know, we, we might have some fun games or activities that we cook up, but mostly we just want to take a breather, hang, hang out, out, see some other queer faces and faces of people that we love and enjoy spending time with. So you have until April 30th. It will be open to anyone at any level on our Patreon. We're super pumped. We're super excited. Our karaoke night was such a blast. We had an amazing time, and so we cannot wait to have another one. We're going to be doing that on Saturday, May 9th. So be on the lookout for that and get your songs ready. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so, so excited. Beyond excited. We are thrilled. Ecstatic. We are overjoyed. We are overcome with emotion to bring you our commemorative 100 episodes celebration bonanza i am so excited our 100th episode was three weeks ago and it was 
probably one of our best episodes ever. Not going to lie. <laughs> it was a joy. It was a joy. However, this episode, we're still going to celebrate the fact that we've made it past 100. And we are so excited. We've got some emails from you. We've gotten some questions from you. We're going to talk a little bit about what Less Hangout means to us. Obviously, since we've been here for 100 episodes, it's a little bit important. Like- it's a milestone. <laughs> it's exciting. We always say this whenever people are like, how did you start the podcast? How did this work? Like every time someone asks me, I'm like, I could not really have imagined what this would be and like how many people we'd get to meet, how many people we would actually want to hear our voices <laughs> to be at 100. I feel very grateful and I just feel very overwhelmed that like this little thing that Lee and I wanted to do and we're like we think it's cool that all of you think it's cool too that's pretty wild it feels like that conversation was a very very long time ago doesn't it it really does yet it feels like it was yesterday (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this episode is going to require a lot of um we need like musical reminiscent interludes like yeah literally we're just thinking like (laughs) (laughs) yes so I think I personally want to start the episode with Lee and I saying what Les Hangout has meant to us and our favorite Les Hangout story. I know it's very difficult to pick just one, but let's give it a go. So Lee, what has your favorite Les Hangout memory been? That is an attack. I, I know. know. It's a very <laughs> difficult question. I gave question. it to you first so I could think. I know you're, so. I noticed, <laughs> I noticed you did that. So, okay, here's what I think I have to pick as one of my favorite memories is when we went to Brooklyn and did our very first live show at the Bell House in Brooklyn, because I know a lot of our listeners I know also have podcasts themselves. And so uh, some of you might understand, some of you, if you haven't ever made a podcast, might not be aware of how weird an experience creating a podcast is, because every week I go into my uh, garage, I have this little closed off space in the back of my garage, and I sit on a, a Skype call with Ellie with headphones on and a mic in my face, and we have these conversations. And it's so much fun. And at this point, we are, you know, we've met so many of our listeners, we interact with so many people all the time. We know that people are out there, but none of you are here when we record. And the live show in Brooklyn was the first time that we got to record an episode and have people there to share their experience with us in person. And it's just, there's no way to explain the difference that there is between the energy, the feedback, the sense of connection from a live show compared to when we record the podcast normally, which obviously we love doing we're a hundred episodes in we gotta like (laughs) something about it lee you are enough for me (laughs) but (laughs) i know i'm telling this whole story i'm like all i do is look at ellie's stupid face and have a stupid conversation no no Um, but i I understand and i love our stupid conversations but it was there was just something so much fun about about doing that and about having that experience of creating it with everyone there it was just really really special uh and i have loved every live show we've done since then and i expect i will love all of the live shows that we cannot wait to do again someday you stole my memory. (laughs) I'm so sorry. But it's I can give you my backup one. (laughs) No, but it's okay because (laughs) when you were talking about that, I got goosebumps. It's so incredible to just see everyone. Really, really see them and be in the room with them. So I want to pick a different memory, but I do want to say like every single one of our live shows 
has been an absolute highlight. Every single one. Okay, so this is more of a general statement, but I'll give like a specific moment and I'm going to shout out one of our patrons specifically, but this doesn't mean that I don't love all of our patrons. (laughs) But I just remember at Clexicon last year. So our first year at Clexicon was amazing because I think that was the first time we ever met anyone who listened, period. Like, and that was just people coming up to us being like, hey, we listened to the show. Like, nice to meet you. Let's take a picture. And that was wild. But Clexicon, our second year, I feel like I felt more comfortable. I knew everything that was going on. We involved our patrons more in our booth. And we had a watch party in our hotel room. And I just remember, like, walking around Clexicon and seeing Tiff, who's one of my favorite patrons. Love you. (laughs) And... I just like every time we'd see each other, we just point at each other and we had this thing. And I'm like, I just met this person, but somehow I feel like they're one of my best friends. And that's just one instance. But I feel like there's been a lot of things like that. Like Zet, we saw her at our show in LA and it was just like seeing an old friend. And how many times do we ever see these people in person? Like very, very few and far between. But they're our friends. So I think that's like a small story, but the overarching thing is just not necessarily like we are putting on a show and people are in the audience. Like we made so many new friends and I just love that aspect of it. Oh my God. I can't believe I didn't pick my favorite memory as Amy and Ellen asking us to autograph their shirts. Oh, (laughs) that was such a good one too. Okay. Sorry. I can't, we can't do this because we'll be here all night. Yeah, we'll be here all night. Okay, but that was also a great memory, and we will cherish that forever. You're also wonderful, is what we're saying. I think the point of this is both of our favorite parts of this podcast are, are you? all all of you. I mean, it's just, it's, it is so, so crazy to go from having a silly conversation in my backyard while you're sitting in an airport, dreaming up, you know, we should start a podcast. It's like the most... Millennial thing to do. Millennial thing to say. (laughs) I know. It really is. It was just such a, you know, off the cuff thing to now be here, like, you know, over half a million downloads later with a hundred episodes under our belt. And it's just, we couldn't have done it without all of you. So we love, we love all of you. Yes. We are very emotional about all of this and uh, we're excited to celebrate with some of you. And we got to hear from some new people and we're going to talk about it, but it was very, it was very exciting. Bottom line is we were getting very emotional because we've been reading all of your emails this week. (laughs) So we got some emails from our listeners and we're going to be reading some of them. We're going to maybe paraphrase some of them if they were a bit longer, but we want to, we're going to make sure we get to every single person who's reached out to us and we're just going to get started. Let's do this. We got 17 emails and we're super excited to share with you some of the emails that we received from our listeners about what Les Hangout has meant to them. So we want to shout out Kat, who I think was the first email that we received. And it's the best thing ever because they're also from the same part of Connecticut that I'm from. So hooray, Nutmeg State gay. <laughs> so Kat reached out. I'm going to read some of the email because it was super cute. And thank you so much for sending it in, Kat. So they said, just found your podcast about a month or so ago. And I have been binging your episodes. Rainbow heart emojis. You gotta include the emojis. Yeah. Uh, I literally have a consistent big gay smile on my face when listening to your podcast. Both of your laughter is so infectious and it makes my day even gayer, if that's possible, which uh, I would like to say it's always possible to make your day gayer. That's what we're here for. We will always make you gayer. (laughs) So thank you so very much for creating queer content and community. Keep it up, girls. Kat, thank you. Love it. Keep Connecticut gay. I know you're out there right now, so... 
stay stay safe and gay keep connecticut gay <laughs> yes this is so cool i feel like we're on a um, call-in radio show and our next listener who has it does reached feel out like that, I, it? yeah I, I love it so our next listener this comes from Catherine. clef notes on twitter we have met Catherine many times love another Catherine. one of my faves <laughs> yes we've had Catherine on an episode and this is what she said in her email, my favorite memory of the podcast definitely has to be getting to be a guest on the I Zombie Should Have Been Gay episode, though getting to see y'all at Clexicon and experience the live episode was pretty great too. True. <laughs> so yes, we did have Catherine on for our I Zombie episode. And it is so exciting that like people that we get to meet in person, people that we've interacted with so much on Twitter, we actually get to sit down with them and record an episode. That's that's also a highlight. For our next email that we want to read, we want to shout out Wendy. We've already shouted out Wendy before because she is currently our sponsor Ship It tier patron, which we appreciate so very much. And again, want to highlight her shout out call to encourage everyone, if you are able to, to support queer arts in your community because it's so, so important, especially right now when um, so many creative people, artists are hurting so much right now with uh, no economy. So yeah, thank you for that reminder again, Wendy. Um, And here's what Wendy said. Les Hangout came into my life during a time of wonderful, crazy, euphoric transition as I came out as bi. The show helped me to find my community, was wonderfully affirming for me, and as an older listener, it always schools me about popular culture as much as anything happens happening in the listum. I don't have a favorite bit unless it's Lee's songs. Shout out to you, Wendy. Uh, <laughs> Let's hang out makes me laugh no matter what the crazy news is. And that's a huge gift right now. Thank you for all you do. And happy 100th to the best podcast on the air. And we're going to make Ellie start crying again any minute now. Wendy! It's <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. I do love too. We've had, I think, a recurring theme in a lot of these, as you'll see as we go along, of people of all different identities people of all different gender expression who feel affirmed by the podcast. And that's always what we want to do. So when we can hear someone who actually reaches out and says we were affirming for them, that always makes my day. Yeah, we certainly know that we are not perfect people like no one is, but um, we, we really, really try. We want everyone to feel welcome. We want this to be a welcoming, inclusive space because that's what we wanted to create. So it means a lot the people who have reached out and, and let us know that that is extremely important to us. I am going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. Everything's fine. So our, our next listener sent an email is from Luna. I also love how Luna signed off saying stay gay, which I appreciate. It's hard to put to words exactly how impactful the show has been for me. After coming out as trans about two years ago, I had no idea how gay I was about to become. Spoilers, it's pretty effing gay. (laughs) The best kind of spoiler. Yes. I assumed for quite a while that in my little bubble, there weren't many other queer women. It didn't help that I was figuring out how to be a girl and a lesbian at the same time. What I keep hearing from the show over and over again is that everything is at least a little gay. True, Luna. (laughs) That's helped me understand my identity so much better and become more comfortable being who I am. Stay gay, Luna. (laughs) I love it. Everything is at least a little gay. That's why the Should Have Been Gay series is just gonna keep rolling forever, everyone. (laughs) You'll hear about that later, but forever. (laughs) For. Forever. Forever. Our next 
email comes from Maddie, who reached out to say, I would like to say I found your podcast probably August of last year. I'm a lesbian and was looking to hear about other lesbian stories or anything really. Uh, same, all the time. Yes, And always. I found your podcast was helpful for me and my life, just listening, and finding cool new shows like Winona Earp and Schitt's Creek. You're welcome for both of those. Me and my wife have actually gotten closer. Anyways, I enjoy your show very much, and thank you, Real Lifesaver, in ways you probably didn't realize you had an impact on. Ugh. I love that so much. And I love, too, that she talks about her and her wife becoming closer. Like, I like to think about people just, like, sitting together and listening and mm-hmm. building community in whatever way we can. So I love that. It's my favorite. Our next email is from Marin. Marin says, The first episode of Let's Hang Out came out during my first ever weeks of university. Came Sin- out as in quotes. I, I know. It. I love it. <laughs> Since then, it has accompanied me through my own coming out journey, moving to the other side of the world, my first heartbreak, and my first everything else. I'm forever grateful to you, Ellie and Lee, for being the gay friends I am yet to have in real life. Thank you for being a part of these pivotal years, and I'll always look forward to every new episode. Uh, I love it. Sorry about the heartbreak, but I'm glad we were there to help you get through it. I know. It's all right. First gay heartbreak. time uh our next email comes from tara this one cracked me oh my god Uh, she says in figuring out what to write to you for your 100th episode i've been racking my brain trying to remember exactly how it was that i stumbled upon this podcast to the best of my recollection this was what happened and this i love this story while looking for quality lesbian content i somehow found the should have been gay episode for jenny's wedding i was intrigued because the statement Jenny's wedding should have been gay is just an objective truth. (laughs) It is. (laughs) 20 minutes later, I was hooked. If I suffered through that monstrosity of a film for any reason, it was so I could find this podcast. So, so accurate. The day I put Jenny's wedding on our should have been gay list, I cracked myself myself. up so hard. I thought it was like the funniest thing I've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It still is. And it is. It still is. (laughs) It's still a top tier moment for me. So I'm glad that you appreciate that, Tara. It's so true. It's It's true. true. Tara continues, the other two moments of the show that will always stand out in my memory... First, the time when I was driving back from a solo day trip adventure, listening to the But I'm a Cheerleader episode, and started jovially losing it at my car radio because I couldn't believe you guys skipped the sex scene. That was one of the worst moments of my life. (laughs) (laughs) We're going from my high to Ellie's low here. This is like, I cannot believe we skipped the sex scene. We did get to it. We at least did go to it. We realized our mistake. (laughs) Can you? I could not have lived with myself if we published that episode with no sex scene. No, it would have been bad. No. And B, the part in the bend it like, Beckham episode where Lee calls out Keira Knightley's bandanas because if anything should include younger me into the fact that I was queer, it was the plethora of bandanas I wore in middle and high school. So accurate. You make a lot of good points, Tara. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Bandanas equal gay. That's it. You got a bandana draw, you're gay. (laughs) I literally just had a Boston accent. You got a bandana draw, you're gay. (laughs) Sorry. It comes out sometimes. I don't know why. All right, our next email is from Sam. Love you, Sammy. Yay, Sammy. This podcast has been so important in my life because it really helped me come to terms with who I am. It also inspired me to go outside my introverted bubble and comfort zone and attend Clexicon, where I got to meet so many wonderful people as well as finally feel a sense of home in both the community and myself. I love that so much because that's where we met Sammy. I know. And I'm so happy that she came to Clexicon because of us and got to meet so many new people. 
It was so much fun to help with the booth and get to attend your live show. I don't think I had laughed that hard in a long time. Another reason I'm thankful for this podcast is that it just brings me solid joy as I know that whenever I turn on an episode, even if I've listened to it 20 times, I will always laugh and instantly be in a better mood. It's gotten me through rough times, helped me get through my cross-country journey, and is literally my favorite thing about Mondays. Like I said, it's been a fun, eye-opening ride, and I'm so excited for all the content to come. Let me tell you what else I love about Sammy's email is the, even if I've listened to it 20 times, I will always laugh and be in a better mood. I feel like we've probably said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Ellie and I crack each other up because obviously we both we both have to listen to the podcast, right? Ellie listens to the episodes so much to edit them, and then I have to listen to the edits to to just, you know, get a a double check over the final edit. And I've been listening to them a lot lately going on run. So I'll go on a run and I'll I'll pop an episode on and listen to myself (laughs) and Ellie on a podcast. And the thing that I have to say, the reason that I think Ellie and I always decided like this could be a thing, like from the very beginning when we started doing this and we said, you know, we could make this happen. We could make this uh, a real a real thing uh, that's out there is because we both really enjoy listening to the podcast. And it's so weird because if you haven't really listened to yourself played back on tape a lot, you don't sound like you, right? And so you kind of lose track sometimes, especially if it's been a while since we recorded the episode that I just find myself like getting really into what you're saying. I'm like, oh, that is uh, right, Ellie. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) It's like I'm laughing at jokes that we that like I made or you made. Yes, that I'm You've already again, laughed like, at two weeks yeah. later, and I'm like, I already laughed. I'm laughing with myself on the on the episode, and it's the it's a really strange experience. But also, you know, we love making this podcast, and in even to the point of listening to them over and over again, we also enjoy them. So there you go, Sammy. You're not alone. You're not alone. We <laughs> like listening a, to our own voices weird, too. <laughs> it's such a weird conceited thing to say, but it's so true. No, but it. I don't think it's conceited. It really is. Like even when we record on Wednesdays, like we record every Wednesday night. And like, sometimes it could be a rough day. Like I know like Lee had a hard day today, but like we still are like here and laughing. Yeah. And I'm like, always in a better mood after we do these. Yeah, like There's it, just no way. Yeah. It always, even if I'm like, oh my God, such a long day. We start talking about it should have been gay and it just like makes me happy. Yeah. So it's more just like <laughs> reminding myself like, yes, this was a happy time in your life <laughs> last some, week. Some people meditate. We do a podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our next email comes from Ella, who says, I'm 16 and from Wales in the UK. I love hearing from our international listeners so, so much. And she says, I wanted to thank you for making such a wonderful podcast. I love the Should Have Been Gay series, especially the Bend It Like Beckham episode. Listening to your podcast is the highlight of my week. Congratulations on your 100th episode. I feel like we should have kept a tally of how many people mentioned Bend It Like Beckham. I think there's a strong preference oh, for yeah. that in these emails. I mean, I understand why. <laughs> Yeah, no no complaints here. Yeah. Accurate. Bend it like Beckham, Jenny's wedding. <laughs> oh, goodness. I also love the age range that we have of people who listen. Like, mm-hmm. we have Ella's 16. Like, Wendy reached out to us. I think she's in her 50s. I just love hearing from all types of listeners. Yeah. And knowing that there's something for people to connect to. Even, yeah, when we started the Pen Pals group for 50 and up lesbians and, you know, knowing that there were enough of them who were listening to the podcast that we could kind of get them in touch with each other and they could form like that sense of community with them with each other as well. It's just it's great. I love it. Oh, I am so excited for this next one. I know. How did you get this one? We should have we should have like I know we should have. Yeah. Uh, So our next email is from Zet, who is a good friend of ours and a lesbian Jesus. 
Zet says, Les Hangout has been a very important part of my life in the last two years. At the end of 2017, I was a very depressed straight woman who had lost her identity in the midst of recovering from severe postpartum depression. Les Hangout brought to my attention the injustice of being withheld the Bacloe kiss in Pitch Perfect 3. Valid. <laughs> Hashtag release the kiss. And through that, and the magic of fan fiction, I discovered I'm not exactly straight. I appreciate you, Zet. Zet. <laughs> <laughs> Since then... I've been a dedicated listener and patron of the show. Les Hangout has been a crucial resource for my gay education. Love that word. Through this show, I have found Les Centrals that help me ease into the queer community and help me see that every show and movie should have been gay. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping me through my gay awakening. Congrats on the 100 episodes. I'm looking forward to 100 plus more. Same. Ah. Same, 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 same. And Zet also attached all these pictures of us from our show in LA. And they're so cute. We're going to post them. Oh, yeah, we'll post some of them. These are great. We're all so happy. I know. <laughs> that was such a good night. It really was. And I love too. Zet's been a listener for a very long time since our Bacoey episode. And I love that like we've gotten to meet her. We've gotten to meet her husband and her kids. And we have people who have all types of different lives and like you're still a huge part of our community. I'm just happy that she could discover things about herself through listening to the show and that we got to meet her from it because she's awesome. Because she's great. Our next email is from Catherine who says, it feels very strange to be writing this email because after 100 episodes, I feel like I know so much about y'all and you don't know me at all. I've never done any actual stalking in my day, but I have to imagine this is very close to what it feels like. <laughs> Worst of all, I don't hate the feeling as much as I probably should. I'm not sure what that says about me as a person or my character, but I'm going to assume it's something great and not at all creepy. Yes, Catherine. Great, Catherine. It is not creepy at all. Long story longer, I love the podcast. It's provided my wife and me with endless hours of laughter and entertainment, as well as covered some tough topics that need to be addressed. And I don't need to tell you how important and big it is to have representation, which y'all two give us by the boatload. I will say I'm forever grateful for all the content that you produce and share with the masses and hope to continue to listen to your podcast for a very, very long time. Thank you and happy 100th episode. Best wishes and warmest regards also is how she signed off, which is the best thing ever. Yes. Don't make me cry again. I just watched I the Shit's Creek finale uh, yesterday. <laughs> A little Shit's Creek shout out in there. What I absolutely loved about Catherine's email, and, you know, Ellie and I were kind of getting down into our own discussion about all these before we even started recording the episode, but this is this is one of the things that meant so much to me when we put out this call for people to write in and, and just let us know what the podcast has meant to them. Obviously, we knew some of the people that we were going to hear from because they're some of the, the listeners that we interact with all the time, people who interact on Twitter or on Instagram, people who are in our, our Patreon, who are in the Discord. Discord chat with us, people that we've met in real life and hung out with. I There's something about getting emails like this three years into this podcast from someone who has listened to so many episodes. And I think we kind of forget, like, we know that people are out there. And obviously, when we record now, like, we have so many faces and, and people in our minds that we know are listening. There's just something that's so wonderful about hearing from new people and hearing from new people saying, you know, you're a big part of my life and you don't even know I exist, but we want to know you exist. Yes. I mean, it's like so touching to find out that you're out there and that you listen to us. And, mm -hmm. and we want, we definitely want to know you. So please, Catherine, keep in touch. We would love to hear more from you. And it just means a lot to know that you're out there. And Candace, she mentioned her wife. So I want oh, to make sure we Candace, shout out yes. Candace. Yes. Love you both. I also love, just before I get to the next one, we won't say 
where Catherine and Candace live. But we also do have a lot of people who will say like, if you're ever in our town, come hang out with us. And I don't think you understand that we will. <laughs> we will take you up on that. When we can leave our houses, man, we're coming over. It's when we hour. can, we will. So expect a call. <laughs> expect an email when we're in your neighborhood. I'm going to read the next one, which is Ro. And they said, I'm a fan from the UK. The podcast has helped so much in becoming not just comfortable with being gay, but also proud. (laughs) Crying after the first sentence. When I first started listening, when you were up to episode 14, which was our fancy pants episode with Dapper Tomboy, I love that one, I was deep, deep in the closet, practically in Narnia. (laughs) Love that reference. I listened on headphones in my room and would uninstall the podcast app after each time in case my family happened to see the Les Hangout logo on the screen if they borrowed my tablet. I have to say, I have done that with gay content as well. So I feel you before I came out. We literally died at yes. this email. When I got this, I literally had to immediately read it out loud to Kelsey because I just, it was, it was like such a relatable, just so, so sweet thing to to explain. And I, and, ugh, I just love it. I love it so much. I love it. I was only out to a few people and I had distanced myself from them because I feared that I had shared too much. Well, now, thanks to the out and proud attitude of your podcast and a few other great queer led podcasts, as well as the support and encouragement of a very understanding and patient friend, I have found the courage to come out and be open about who I am. I'm now pleased to say that I listen to Les Hangout on full volume in the kitchen when I'm making dinner. And when you had the recent episode with Amber Benson, I took the bold step of introducing a straight friend to the podcast as she's a huge Buffy fan. Thank you so much to Ellie and Lee and all of your wonderful guests. I love it. I love it so much. I just also love envisioning Ro just like in the kitchen, making dinner, listening to us being gay. I love it. (laughs) I love it. We're very happy that you're out and proud. And I know it can be a difficult journey, but I think long term you're going to find it's great on this side of the <laughs> on this side of the gay. And just remember we're <laughs> proud of you. Yes. That's all that really matters. That's all that matters. Our next email is from Ariel, another listener who we've met and hung out with and who we love. So, she says, "Hi Ellie and Lee, congratulations on the 100 episodes. My story for you guys is that I found your podcast when I was still mostly in the closet and at the time I knew next to nothing about gay culture. Your content made me feel seen for the first time in my life. Thank you for sharing such an amazing podcast with us." I can't wait for the next hundred episodes. Oh, love it. Love it. This is our dream. Our dream is to to give, I'm going to quote Zet and say, to give people the best gay education that we can. Yes, we're all That's about that dream. gay education. And to anyone listening now, there's probably a bunch of people listening right now who are still half in the closet or figuring their stuff out. Like, I'm just happy we can be here for you. So, mm-hmm. oh, this next one also really, really got me. This one's from Ame. It's been a hard year. I'd lost two of the people closest to me with only one close friend left. I missed having people to call whenever I needed someone to be with me. So I turned to podcasts just to hear someone's friendly voice on the other side. This is starting to sound more dramatic than I meant it to. I tried other podcasts, even queer podcasts, but nothing felt as safe and friendly as this one. You are kind and compassionate to gay and non-binary identities, both of which are what I am. I've never felt rejected or misunderstood by all in either of those identities. I'm also sensitive to a few topics that do come up in the media, but you have both treated such topics as gently, respectfully, and with care. You make me feel safe and welcomed, and when I'm listening to you, I consider you my friends, if that's okay. It is more than okay. Oh, (laughs) it's so okay. We are your friends. Thanks for dedicating yourself to this podcast and to being better human beings every day. Much love. (laughs) Love it. I can't. Yes. 
Absolutely. That's why we called the podcast Let's Hang Out. And we always say that. We want people to come and hang out with us. We want to be the gay friends that you hang out with if you don't have other gay friends to hang out with or just if you want more gay friends to hang out with. That's us. We are the gay friends. We are the gay best friends. <laughs> and we <laughs> embrace it. We just want to thank everyone again who reached out. We also want to add on we had two people who actually sent us voice notes. So we want to include those as well in their own words instead of just Ellie and I reading and heavily interjecting our own thoughts and responses. <laughs> to all of the emails that we just read. So we're going to start with the first of our recordings, which came from Amber. Hello, Ellie and Lee. I've sent my thanks in a few times via email, but I can never truly thank you guys enough times for just what Les Hangout has done for me. You both have brought in so much laughter and love into my life with this podcast. It took a better part of a decade for me to fully embrace my authentic self. This podcast has helped me gain back some of that lost time. I feel understood in a way I never thought was possible and more comfortable in my skin than I ever have before. You guys have helped me find my place in the queer community, which has also helped me become a stronger advocate, and I have gained a place on the City of Des Moines LGBTQ Advisory Council. I also now approach almost every movie as it should have been gay. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for hanging out with me weekly. Love and lesbians, Amber. Or my friends call me Dragon, but that's a long, boring story for another day. First of all, I'm always going to call you Dragon, Amber. (laughs) Second of all, I have a quick story about Amber because I just think it's funny. So we had Amber from Amber's Closet on the show. And so Amber's Amber Whittington. Amber, who we just heard from, her last name is similar to that. And so whenever I email, I would email Amber, I would accidentally... also emailed this Amber. I'd be like, thanks so much for coming on the show, Amber. And I'm like sending all these emails thinking it's Amber's closet, but it was really this Amber. But it gave me the absolute pleasure of being able to talk to Amber because she would respond every time being like, hey, not me, but hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, so I appreciate hey, Ellie, you're you. you're an idiot, but yeah. good to hear from you again. <laughs> so I appreciate you for not making me feel like an idiot, even though I wasn't an idiot. <laughs> Oh my God, you emailed her so many times. Like, oh, I did it multiple times. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I didn't learn my lesson the first time. <laughs> Sorry, dragon. <laughs> All right. And our next recording is coming from Chriselle. Chriselle had a voice recording for us. They also asked, just out of curiosity, since I don't know too many Americans, can you guess my accent? So... Let I'm putting it out to all of you. We're going to guess Chriselle's accent. Here it is. The Let's Hang Out podcast is one of my favorites. And I can't believe I didn't discover it sooner. I discovered the podcast early last year from a shout out by another queer creator, which was around the time I was doing a summer research project. And from then on, it's been a constant companion during the second year of my master's and up till now. I always listen to the podcast when I'm traveling to slash from uni or while I'm working in the lab. And it's brought so much joy and laughter to me. It never fails to keep my mood up, especially during my long and tiring lab days or when I'm craving queer energy. My colleagues have probably seen me laughing or smiling to myself while I work on my experiments. I love the amount of analysis and detailed descriptions you guys bring in each app. Yours and the guests' comments are so hilarious and relatable. It's so much fun hearing the Lesdem updates as well. It's like listening to a gay news station. I just love everything about the podcast and thank you for creating this queer content. I hope to create my own in the future. I don't, I think it's some sort of British, but I'm going to go Scottish. That's yeah, my guess. yeah. Let's say like, yeah, Welsh. 
Ooh, okay. You can tell us if we're right, Chriselle. Let us know. Let us know how off we are. Yeah, but I'm sure we're completely off. I'm like, from the name. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm guessing because of uni. I don't know. She said uni, so that's, I feel like that's a Scottish thing to say. It's also a British thing to say. I'm making it all up. I just, that's my guess. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm sure we're wrong. Let us. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Snow, Griselle. So now, first of all, thank you so much to everyone who sent in their emails. It is a joy to hear from you. Also, send us emails even when it's not this episode, because we love hearing from you. Do that at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Quick plug. Quick plug. We also gave people the opportunity, in addition to writing in what the podcast meant to them, we also uh, let people know if they wanted to ask us some questions for our favorite segment of the show, uh, our Q&A, to send those in. So here are our listener-provided Q&A questions. Q. 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 And. 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 Gay. I'm really excited to answer these. Yes. All right, our first question comes from Zet. We're going to start easy, give it a little softball to start. What's your fave a cappella song to perform and your fave Bella? Zet started with Pitch Perfect, so I know Zet's a big Pitch Perfect fan. For me, I did this mashup of Pretty Hurts and Who You Are for my a cappella group, Cape Harmony. It was emotional and beautiful, all about loving who you are, all the gay songs I love. That's one of my favorite acapella songs to sing. And my favorite Bella has to be Fat Amy, hands down. Oh, wow. This is a tough choice. Uh, I'm going to say my fave Bella is probably Chloe um, because I feel like she's a disaster bi and I love it. Just just a beautiful bicon. My favorite acapella song to perform the last acapella group that I was in, I did an arrangement for us of a song called Hiding Place. And mm. it's, it's a beautiful song. If you haven't checked it out, you should. And it was a song that we decided to do because of everything that was going on with, not to get like too deep into politics, but a lot of political things around um, immigrants and immigration and, and things like that. And so it was just, it was really something that I think we all connected with really deeply in the group. And it was also just a lot of fun to perform because we had a lot of fun, harmonized melodies and stuff. And, and it, was, it was good. It was a good time. I'm like, also the Bella's finale. Yes, anytime. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, except the uh, fellow group I used to sing in in Boston, we used to sing the, what was it, the pool song? Yeah, and I used to get stuck with that part all the time, doing the, the, yeah, <laughs> the pool song, yeah. And if, for anyone who doesn't sing acapella, you do that through the entire song. Um, it's the, That's the whole song, you just sing those notes over and over and over again. You could literally do that whole. It's way up high, and I am not a soprano, so as 
anyways, it's, anyways, it's a lot. It apropos is a lot. of nothing. Question two is from Ame, who wrote in, it'd be cool to know what your feelings are on your gender expression and how that relates to being a lesbian. Not just being like, I'm a girl who likes girls, but the deeper sense of gender, how it feels to dress the way you dress, be called feminine gendered terms, and be who you are in relation to your gender. Such an interesting question. Mm-hmm. I would A, say, I think we answered some of these on our episode that we did with um, Lauren Flans, where we kind of got into some of the stereotypes of, you know, different lesbian ways of dressing and things like that. There's no way I'm going to answer this in a satisfactory way in the amount of time that we have on this episode. I have so many thoughts about this, and I love it. The thoughts that I have on this also have grown and expanded and been built on so much with how much more people are aware of, like, gender fluidity, how much more non-binary is a concept that people know and understand and sort of, like, weave into their understanding of gender these days. I'm going to try to answer very briefly and hopefully we will do an episode on this at some point where we can really dive in. Obviously, Ellie and I have said numerous times we both identify very strongly as lesbians. As the one of us who dresses much more androgynously, there's something that I love about feeling like my presentation is very androgynous, even though I identify very much as a woman and as a lesbian. And I love that there is that freedom for that sense of myself to coexist so beautifully with people who also identify with the same expression or, or how they dress or how they want to present themselves and have a completely different sense of their own gender because I find that fascinating and I really want to dig into it and I'm going to leave it there for now. There is. There's a lot to dig in with here, but I I do also want to answer it from my perspective, just in terms of how I identify, because I do think, at least for me, as like in terms of being a lesbian, like I think even I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to get too into this. But when I was eight years old, but <laughs> but I do think about that is very much an us way Right. <laughs> I do think a lot about the gender expression that I felt most comfortable with when I was younger was tomboy. Mm-hmm. Like I wore camouflage pants and like I hated to wear a dress like I just didn't want to. And not to say that, like, of course, plenty of people dress like super femininely and identify as lesbians. But I think for me, maybe it just comes from like being attracted to women and not really caring about what men think. And I'm like, it's crazy that it's like so rooted in that. But it's like I literally like could care less if I like looked like what a little boy would want me to look like or what like my parents thought femininity should be. And obviously they didn't care. Like they were like, wear whatever you want. So that was great. But I think there is a lot about like gendered clothing expression that feels to me at least to be linked in with my sexuality. If that helps, even though I do still strongly identify as a female identifying lesbian, there's like so much, there's so much wiggle room there. It doesn't have to be like the heightened femme presenting. And I think being a queer woman, you have so much more freedom to explore that, that it definitely is related. I don't think you could separate them. Is that a, is that a satisfactory answer? We need an episode on this. We it's really fine. need we'll an episode on this. List. I'm like, and now we're going <laughs> to, and now we're going to talk about this in an episode. Our next question I'm super excited about. Also, I'm going to ask Lee, we'll see if we can share some of her demos. Oh my God, stop it. But I think people stop would be it. really interested to see how it how it comes together. <laughs> Ellie's just like, I want to show you the trash that Lee sends me and then <laughs> you can compare it to the beautiful things I sent back. No, but I think it's interesting. You come up with a melody, you come up with chords, you come up with lyrics. Like it is still a form. You haven't song. even read the question yet. I know. Sorry. 
The question is, from Clef Notes, my big question for you is what is the process like for creating your songs? And I love this question. (laughs) (laughs) The process is... Ellie gives me free reign to write us nonsense, and I send her these clued-together horrible, horrible betas, and she turns them into beautiful music. And I love our process for creating songs. A, because I, you know, I think we've mentioned it before, but like, I'd never written a song before we decided to do them. Which is amazing the, because you're podcast. so good at it. I, you know, apparently my muse was just writing silly lesbian, uh, silly lesbian songs. So yeah, so that's our process is I, I write the melodies and the lyrics and usually the chords and send those to Ellie in a beta and then she produces the whole thing so the whole final like all the instrumentation all of the musicality of it frequently some of the harmonies and you know there's certainly songs where you've also contributed more to to the song itself yeah you know everything that you hear just kind of gets dreamt up in Ellie's head and it's wonderful well the thing is I have a really hard time writing songs. We make a very good team because Lee writes the songs, writes the lyrics, writes the melody, which I just, I don't know, it's just not, it's not in my brain. Or I could do it, but it would be much harder and take longer for me to do it. But what I am very good at is hearing a song and being like, ooh, what would the instrumentation be like for this? Like, what is the tone to go a little bit more in depth about like my process behind some of these? The first song we ever did was our Imagine Me and You song. And I was like, oh, this is like upbeat, happy, fun, piano, drums, like guitar. I thought much more like live kind of feel. And then I think as we went on, we got to sort of experiment with the new stuff, which has been really cool. So our Carmilla song, that was really exciting because that was like, Lee sent it over to me and Lee had this idea of like this dark duet. And I was like, oh my God, like I can hear it. I can see like Carmilla is a violin. That I'll never be what she wanted from me. And Laura is a flute. In my dreams I see her like she was before. Knowing I should fear her but wanting more. It's like took that and was like, okay, so like every time Carmilla's on, like it's like strings all over the place. And then when Laura comes, it's like light and airy and high. I sort of take the characters that we're given from these shows and like give each of them a tone. The way to create the tone is with the instrumentation. It's like a big part of how I create the tone. And then our book smart song <laughs> was my favorite, <laughs> obviously. Uh, oh, of course you're gonna, of course you, you have to. You well, because to. that, I will play you a selection from the beta, piano, oh my God. lyrics. It is when Ellie sent me back the first demo of that with background things for each. Because, again, I sent her the same chord structure for every single person. Every every verse of that song has the exact same chords. And that's all I sent her. I sent her chords and I sent her the melodies and I said, I want everyone to have their own little thing in here. And she came up with, like, the backings and the, the little musical things and flares that make every person's part of the song so completely different from each other, even though really they're all the same thing. We've never been the ones to break the rules, but tonight we might be breaking them all. We've never been the ones to break the rules, but tonight we might be breaking them all. Try the strawberries, they will make you see things you never knew or 
inside. Oh, what a night! Try the strawberries; they will make you see things you never knew were inside. Wow, what a night! It's such an honor you're attending my soiree. I used to think that you were all work and no play. It's such an honor you're attending my soiree. I used to think that you were all work and no play. I think the way I think of it, Catherine, is I feel like I'm the contractor. Like I build a house, uh, and then Ellie's like the interior designer who like, <laughs> comes in and dresses it all up so that anyone would actually want to live there. Um, <laughs> I love and it's that. like, we can't work without each other. Yes. <laughs> but we're yes. both doing such very different parts of it. They're, they both require creativity, but like very different sides of, of that coin. Um, and I love it making, works, making it works music very for this podcast. Well. It uh, works very well. Also, I love writing songs for Ellie to sing. She's a really great singer. So we, oh, have, we stop have fun. It. Stop oh, it. You love it. Get over it. I do love it. I do love it. And I also love when I send Lee back the like version that I sent her. It's all my voice. <laughs> layer I'm like and here's the harmonies you sing but it's all me like seven times <laughs> she sometimes puts me back in for the final and then I'm version. like all right Don't all right worry. switch <laughs> put Lee back in no but it is it's so fun to do like I said like the characters really influence the instrumentation and that's where I start and then I just like go wild with it and all the instruments that I put in like I just have a little midi keyboard and I play all the instruments in, like virtual instruments, and I just play in what I want it to sound like. And then it comes together. Pretty freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna live for tonight, one night. We're racing the dawn. We're gonna make you see who we are. Sasha Love that question. Uh, Our next question is from Wendy. I love this question. She said, when Hollywood makes a movie about Les Hangout, uh, who's going to play Ellie and who's going to play Lee? A, girls can dream, Wendy. Girls can dream. I know, right? I'm like... Um, (laughs) Also, I have a request. I will let her know because she doesn't get a say in this at all. But I have already decided for myself, I am casting Nicole Payson (laughs) to play me. (laughs) Honestly, but that's doable. It's like, beautiful you and could you know it. Literally just ask her tomorrow and she'll know, be right? she'll do it. For me, I've always people have always just said this to me and I I strongly identify with it, but I think Emma Stone would play me. My god, Emma Stone and Nicole Payson is this is gonna be such a beautiful movie. Yeah, because I just we have similar looks, but also the awkwardness of her. Like I I like. <laughs> Yeah. I love it so much. Love it. All right. Our next question comes from Luna. And there's actually two questions that I think we'll make into one. So Luna and Marin both sort of asked a similar question. Luna says they're about to move. What are your tips for finding other gay women in a new place? And Marin asked, how do you meet other queer friends? What advice would you have in general for meeting other LGBTQ plus people? I think that's obviously all one in the same. So many ways. (laughs) You have to search for them sometimes, unfortunately. Like, it isn't easy sometimes to find them. But if you put the work in to do it, it's obviously very rewarding. When I moved back to Boston, luckily... I live in a city that has a big scene. But like if you live in any major city, like look for the bars that have events. Look for... And a rainbow sign somewhere or a rainbow flag. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> look for like social media has like really I think changed the game for us yeah I will say on that note just because we've been doing live events and trivia events and stuff in different cities and we've been helping market the ones even the ones that we're not hosting ourselves we help market in cities that we've never even been to sometimes uh, and so I will say things that I would suggest like most areas, especially metropolitan areas, Facebook groups, there's like LGBT Facebook groups uh, or queer women event groups. So Google those. Google your local like LGBT center and they'll usually have like calendars or they'll have listings up from other local events. But yeah, there's a lot that you can find like meetups will have regional things. Those are the kind of the places that we go to look for to promote our own events. I think that's where a lot of people go to, to do that. So that's a really good way to find things that are going on near you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I've heard from other people, you have to be very bold to do this, but like do the things that you like to do and try to find gay people there. A little bit more difficult, but like you probably will find your people. You love board games. Join like a board game meetup group and hopefully there's some gay people there, you know? And wear your cool homonormative. And like, yeah, flag. Flag the shit out of yourself. (laughs) Like make sure they know that you're gay. You can be the people who meet. Our next question. In the L word verse, original and reboot included, who's your favorite character? Which character do you think you're most like? If you don't particularly identify with any of the characters, which character would you most want to be like and why? From Tara. Are you going to answer this first? Yeah. Okay. So it's like so obvious for me. I'm Alice. Like (laughs) I just am. I don't know. Like I'm like, I have a podcast. (laughs) Like I would want to host the Alice show. Like I would want to be that person. Some of the things that she does, especially in the first, the original, like her transphobia, do not appreciate. Obviously Mm. do not want those parts of Alice, but the quirkiness of her, the, I like to know people's secrets. That's like a, that seems like a weird thing to say, but like, I feel like Alice is always in other people's business. And like, I'm sort of the same. Like I always want to know what's going on, like with people around me. It's such a hard question because they're all so problematic in so many ways. Yeah. Because I don't think my answer is any better. I feel like in a lot of ways, I'm probably a bet. (laughs) (laughs) You are. I am. You are. And I know that, but like without (laughs) the terrible like cheating aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not those, not those. But there, yeah, I know I am. And there's, and there's things I really like about Bet as a character. There's things I really like about Bet as a, as a person in her character. And then there's also ways in which Bet is the absolute worst and I like to pretend I'm less of those things. Wait, so what are the good things and what are the bad things? There's some ways in which I think Bet is an incredibly loyal person to her own detriment sometimes. And for some reason, her loyalty as a friend doesn't translate to loyalty in her relationships, which I don't understand. And I've mm-hmm. always found really frustrating for me, for Bet as a character, because when it comes to friendships, like she is through and through. And like, if she, her most principled stances sometimes have to do with her loyalty to her friends. And I think that's a really admirable trait and one that I certainly uh, think I, I embody as well. I like that. I think she's a very stubborn person in ways that I certainly relate to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, there's obviously less good things about that as well. And let's not get into those. <laughs> But I do love that for you. Our next question is from Sammy, who asks, who inspires you the most in your life? Also, what inspired you to start this podcast? We've talked about this a little bit. The podcast, uh, we were inspired to start it because we wanted this podcast to exist. It's not that there were no queer podcasts out there when we started this. There absolutely were, and some of them were and are fantastic. We wanted a space that was just lighthearted, that was fun, that was focused on queer experiences and queer 
queer life and that would give people a chance to find that queer community because we found it with each other and we loved it and we wanted to bring that to other people. Uh, I, I'll let you add to that if you want, Ellie. I'm like, how do I add to that? It's so perfect. <laughs> Lee and I, I, when we met also, like meeting Lee inspired me also to like get more involved in fandom and like in all of those aspects of things. And when I started getting involved, it was like, I need more of this. And so I think like we both sort of were like, okay, well, we found each other, but like we can really find people who are going to like nerd out with us about all of this stuff. It has been so exciting to actually see that come to fruition. So I think like the fandom community was a really big catalyst too for who inspires us personally. Sorry, I skipped to the second part of that question. (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) cry. The first person that came to mind was my mom. So I'm like, I'm going to get emotional. But I just love her so much. And I just feel like she's like the type of person who has always put other people before herself. And that has always been just like a very important example for me. And so I like try to live my life like her as much as I can. That's all. I'm getting emotional, but... You're getting emotional. My answer's not going to help. I think right now... Partly because they're the only other humans that I see <laughs> on a daily basis, but also just honestly watching uh, watching my kids grow up and watching them go from anyone who's a parent will know when you watch this little teeny tiny blob um, that doesn't do anything but like eat, sleep, and poop start to turn into like little people and especially like watching Eloise right now who is talking, who is learning, who just loves so big and pure and uh (laughs) it is just you know there's something about that that it's just kind of takes everything else a little farther away you know like it makes uh i think it makes like priorities and helps you focus on what's really important in life a little better and that's been really nice especially as we're all like living through this chaotic apocalypse nonsense so that's been good i'm like same because i'm with my mom right now so i'm like you're my life I love. <laughs> oh, so emotional, but I appreciate it. Okay, our next question, a little bit more lighthearted. If you had to sum up the personality of Elise Bauman in a meme, what would it be? Thank you, Ro, for this question. I love this question. <laughs> I like saw this question. I was like, hilarious, and then didn't think about my answer. Okay, I did think about it. So I'll, I can go first and I'll give you a chance. Yes to think some more. First, I do want to say, so obviously we just put out our live show episode. We got the chance to hang out with Elise at our show at The Virgil in LA. And I A want to say, no one specifically asked it, but I'm going to use this as an excuse to say it, that something that people do ask us a lot as a podcast and one of our other favorite parts of this is getting to meet and hang out and spend time and, and chat with so many people that we just think are really awesome for a lot of ways. Yes. Uh, and and so it's really cool sometimes when you you never know what that's going to be um, and what people are going to be like in real life. And so, you know, Elise is just another on the long line of people that we have gotten to meet who are just an absolute delight <laughs> in yes. real life. For some reason, the first one that came to mind for me is actually it's less a meme and more of a GIF because I love GIFs. And if I could just communicate solely in GIFs for the rest of my life, I'd probably be happy. There's a GIF of Amy Poehler in the hoodie where she's at the awards show and she's in the hoodie with the, the hood up and yep. the, the yep. aviators on and she's just throwing the, the two peace signs up. And I don't know why, but I just, for some reason that resonated with me as like, Elise is just a very chill, funny, charismatic person. Yeah. And I could, t- 
totally picture her just being like, whatever, I'm here. This is me. Deal with it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm like, I could describe Elise, but I'm like, <laughs> the names. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I also don't want to be, say something really weird and offensive when I don't mean to. You know that girl who like is making the face and she's like, what? With like the half, sm- with the well, half. you have a thing in front of your mouth. I know. I'm like trying to <laughs> visually, like she d- is smiling like this and she's like. Oh, I do know that one. Yeah. <laughs> this is a terrible meme for a podcast, Ellie. No one else can see your I face. I know, but you know the girl who like, she smiles and she's looking, but she's like, what's happening? <laughs> How do you yeah. describe that meme? I don't know. It's like a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is the worst describing of a meme ever. The one in the car seat? Is that here? Yeah, the one in the car seat. The one in the car seat that I think if you Google like WTF gif, it's always going to be her. Yes, that girl. I just feel like um, Elise is like a little bit mischievous in a way that you wouldn't she, expect. She, she stole toilet paper from the venue <laughs> <laughs> because she needed it for home. And I was like, you go, you get your toilet paper. So I think it'd be some sort of meme that's like, this really cute person who like is weirdly mischievous and you're like wait what nice you know? yeah <laughs> so maybe not that mean but something okay our last question that we're gonna cover uh comes from zet and she asks how do you decide what topics to cover and who to invite do you ever think you'll get to a point where you'll have covered the entire gaydom and retire First, let's just start again with the second part of that and say absolutely not. (laughs) The great thing about gay culture is it's not going anywhere. Oh, yeah. There are so many gifts that people just keep giving, like so many movies that come out and you're like, didn't think there'd be another should have been gay. And here it is. Hustlers. They just keep coming. So as long as there are gay things to talk about, we will be here. The other thing, so the way that we decide on topics and who we invite has has shifted, obviously, from when we started the podcast. But something that I think is really fun, for me at least, is there's still, when Ellie and I first had that conversation um, about we should start a podcast and what would we talk about and what would we call it and what, you know, where we first started dreaming this up, one of the first things we did was to say, well, let's think, like, if we just made a list of, like, topics, episode topics or ideas that we could talk about of, like, queer experiences or things that, like, queer people have, uh, you know, that they would relate to or that we've all, like, would understand, if we just made a list Like, do we think we actually have enough that we could talk about that it's even worth starting a podcast? There are still things from that list that we haven't gotten to as episodes yet. And certainly we have added in from there uh, based on, you know, who we hear back from for guests and based on other things that we've come up with since then. But like, we still have ideas that we had three years ago that we haven't even gotten the chance to, to make an episode on yet. So there's so much out there that we cannot wait to talk about. Yes. Like for our should have been gays too, we have like an Excel spreadsheet that has every single one, things that people have suggested to us because we get a lot of suggestions on our Twitter, on our email. We're constantly updating that list to see like what listeners want to listen to, what we've seen, especially for movies. Like we try to also have seen the film so we can talk about it. And there is still a very long list. In terms of guests, obviously we're continuing to try to like reach higher and higher and higher. We're... We are very ambitious. So like first season, we just we just asked whoever we had some sort of connection with, like for Shelly Regner, which was obviously like our one of our biggest episodes. We knew someone who worked on Pitch Perfect and I emailed him and was like, hey, get us in touch with the cast, <laughs> please. And he was like, oh, Shelly will do it. And it ended up being obviously an amazing episode. But now like we have an agent from WME. And so she'll get us contact information for all of these big people. 
and I just shoot my shot. Like Ellie, Lee w- Ellie reaches for the stars for y'all. It's it's something. <laughs> I'll tell you what. But it's but there's also I do want to say. I mean, obviously we want. Um, you know, we know there are people that everyone loves that would they'd love to hear from and obviously that we'd love to to sit down and chat with we do also try to keep a balance of people that we also are maybe less known but that we think are just so awesome and important to talk to and so we try to have a balance of those we do also uh, it's very important to us we try to have a balance in terms of representation for different uh identities, identities different backgrounds yeah. different ethnicities different you know just we we want to make sure that we're not not only lifting up like one type of person as like this is who we want to talk to all the time like we want to get different people on we want to have different queer stories and different perspectives um and that's something that's been very important to us both in our guests on the show and also especially for our live shows so there's yeah there's some obviously you know to a certain extent we're also at the mercy of who is available and when they are available um in terms of when episodes come out and things like that but we do try really hard to kind of have a mix in there and we've just gotten the opportunity to talk to some really awesome people and we've met so many cool people through this and uh and we'll never get tired of this set never <laughs> no but yeah also like keep sending us your suggestions because we do like we do keep track mm-hmm. like i really am trying to to talk to people that you want to hear from as well so and also now thanks to quarantine we we can start our own little list of um people who even when they're locked in their house are too cool for our podcast stuff, so that's fine <laughs> jonathan we won't name names, no <laughs> but we know they're out there <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> One day. One day. I will, we'll I'm like, can I say, I'm like, to be honest, like we've been reaching out to Elise Bauman for three years. I've reached out to her publicist and her manager since we started the show. And like three years later, we got her on the show, you know? So it's like, I, even people who say no, they'll come around. I will keep just like, we're still here. We're they'll still come here. around eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so. And we don't give up. That's what that tells we you. We don't. We really don't. So that's why we're not going to retire. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I am so happy doing this episode. It feels a little self-indulgent in a lot of ways. But also, you know what? We get to be proud of making it this far, Ellie. Yeah. I think, we've, I think we I'm get to very do this. Proud. It's, a little, it's a little silly to do a whole episode reading emails of people telling us they love us. <laughs> <laughs> but. But. But <laughs> Why we're doing not? it anyways, um, because you know what? We've put in over 100 episodes of making this podcast for all of you. And so this is our chance to kind of enjoy that a little bit. It's been really fun. It has. I, my face literally hurts from smiling right now. I know. I feel like for me, I just want to say, you know, we said it in, in one of our podcasting panels when we did it at Clexicon. Podcasting can be really hard. You... To make this work and to put something out every week, it's an awful lot of work. Um, mm-hmm. We've we've recorded through some really shit times in our lives, and as much as it does always kind of put me in a better mood, like there are times where it has been a lot to have to come on and, and do this, and we love doing it, and it's so important to us, and we wouldn't keep doing it if it wasn't. But it is, yeah, it's kind of fun to get it's to do an episode. It's a huge feat. It is a huge yeah. feat for us to have gotten through 100 episodes. We're so celebrating because we're, we're gonna celebrate ourselves, yes. and we're so, so happy that it means a lot to other people because that that's why we're here that's why we're doing this so thanks for bearing with us everyone it means a lot and thank you again to everyone who sent us emails i needed them this week they were fun to read you're all the best that's it you're all the best love and lesbians baby (laughs) (laughs) and that's our uh, special request live let's hang out (laughs) (laughs) let me hear you say hip 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 hip
we love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. So we just like to take the opportunity every episode to shout out some of our favorite interactions recently. And this week, we want to shout out two emails that we've received lately. The first is from our listener, Inara. We just wanted to say, Inara, thank you so much for writing us the most amazing email. We absolutely loved it. Uh, Inara wrote us to talk about finding the podcast, how important it's been, how much she loves listening, and also her desire to start her own podcast about her favorite show, which is The Runaways. And we just want to say, do it. Also, I love the name. Rainbow Runaways. Rainbow Runaways. We're here for it, Inara. So please let us know if it happens. Oh, yeah. And our second email that we want to shout out is from Anna. She reached out to us because she was at karaoke last week. And her son, Simon, who's eight years old, this email got me so hard. She said her son's been having a hard time with quarantine and he hasn't been very happy lately, but he was so happy at karaoke that he decided when he was Zooming with his cousin, he would sing to him. And so she sent a video of him singing on Zoom. He is the sweetest and so cute. And full circle, I knew Anna when I was eight years old (laughs) and she played the violin at my church. And now listen to the podcast. So it's With really year old. I can't handle this email. It was really, it really got me in so many ways. So I want to give Simon a shout out and Anna. I remember you. And I really, really appreciate that you're listening and that you reached out. And Simon, we hope you come back for karaoke again because we had so much fun too. Yes, please. So cute. We would love to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Tanya Ferguson. Jess Klaus, Danny Griswold, Sarah and Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Mark Foster, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Audrey O'Connor, Alana Rosen, Kayla Kelly, Leah Henley, Tara Gleason, and our King Princess patrons, Lizette Stye, and Amy and Ellen, and our sponsorship at patron, Wendy K. Bartlett. Thank you as always for supporting us. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Or you can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. We also still have videos going up on our YouTube channel. You can subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch them. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate and review us. It's the easiest and best way to show us your love. You can also join our Patreon. You can find it at bit.ly slash lespatreon. You get ad-free episodes. You get access to our Discord chat where we are loving being able to check in and see how people are doing through all of this. Uh, And you get fun patron-only hangouts that we're putting together too. So don't miss out on that. Oh yeah, I'm super excited to hang out with everyone. If you want to get some Les Hangout merch, you can do that at bit.ly slash lesshop. Get that Les gear for all your Zoom meetings. And if you want to follow us individually, the best place to find me is on Instagram and Twitter at LSH Foster. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And And let's let's hang hang out out again again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.